Good morning. It's August 23rd, 2019. It's about 5, it's almost 5.30. Uh, today's podcast, entitled It's Personal, as you can see in the title. Um, it's funny, looking at today's topic, I'm relating it to just kind of the the last couple weeks that I've had. And when I say it's personal, because I think we, I want everyone to... One, take your goals, whether it's your goals, your family goals, um, group goals, business goals, whatever it may be, take it personal. I think when you take things personal, you're more bought in, you're more invested into it. But as I said, I'm relating this to the last couple of weeks. And as you guys know, over the past couple of months, I have been doing distance or running miles. I think I did 101 miles. And then I did 112 miles, I believe. And then this month, I said I was going to do more sprints, lift my legs more, because September, I wanted to run 150 miles. And just kind of try to continue to, to pace myself and get more and more miles in at a faster time. Running these sprints, um, I don't know if I pulled a muscle, I strained a muscle, something a couple weeks ago. So I was like, all right. Let me wait a little bit and rest and make sure everything's fine. So I did that for about a week and a half, two weeks almost. And I think Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, I was in Jacksonville and I said, okay, I think I'm ready. So I went out and I started jogging, started to pick up the pace a little bit at about a mile and a half. And of course I felt a pop and I'm like, oh, so as I'm walking back to the hotel, I'm thinking to myself like, man, my body doesn't heal like it used to. Um, I feel like I used to be able to pull a muscle and be good um, in a week, but obviously getting older, my body's not healing like it used to. But anyway, the, I guess we'll call it an injury, it's given me a lot of time to reflect or to think, and typically I block off time for that that activity. I call it reflecting an activity because it, you get so much out of it. But I think the more reflection time it, uh, it's definitely broke my routine and it showed basically a lack of discipline when I get out of my typical schedule. And for me, when I look at my normal schedule, I wouldn't say it's a, it is a, a sense of comfort, but even in that sense of comfort, the comfort comes in being able to push yourself or do really hard stuff physically and even mentally stretching myself before I get to work. And with the, the work and the reason I'm bringing this in here is because right now, and I apologize, you guys probably hear my sprinkler system hitting my window in the background, but at work, typically I don't stress out at work because one, I feel like I typically have a plan for what's going to happen that week or that month. And the other piece to it is I've already done things before work that are going to be harder than anything I have to do at work. So it's more like, meh, whatever. But with me and those of you who been listening to my podcast or you know me, you know how I view um, like your physical activity. I'm a firm believer that, you know, physical activity impacts your, your mental agility, your mental flexibility. And then also, um, I think your, your personal development or your need or desire and then actually taking action towards personal development increases your mental uh, flexibility and agility. And when I say personal development, that's reading, thinking, learning, you know, reading, just stretching your brain, Um, not just doing physical activities that make you work and challenge you, but also doing some things mentally that maybe you don't want to do that you force yourself to do. 
So you're kind of forming them, stealing this term from that David Goggins book. Um, you're building a callus over your mind. And that callus is helpful because then you get in spaces where you're not comfortable, but when you have those items or tasks or activities that you have to do that you don't want to do, it's easier to push through them because you've already calloused your mind. But with that being said, with work um, being, I'll say it's at its peak right now. Um, When I say it's at its peak, as you guys have heard me talk about, we've had our, I work for a company that has 185,000 employees. With 185,000 employees in my market, we 185,000 is not in my market, it's the company as a whole. But in my market, we are going through, or we just went through the largest acquisition. Um, with the largest acquisition, if you've ever been through anything like that, you understand it's stressful for the company being acquired, it's stressful for the people um, helping the, with the acquisition. And then from a town acquisition or recruiting perspective, not only are you going through the acquisition, but you're also trying to triple the size of the hospital in a six-month time frame. Those are really aggressive goals. Um, but with that said, that's one piece of it. The other part to it is, and this is why I say it's at its peak, in the same region, same Florida, we're working on a project that literally could change how healthcare is delivered and also how performance is measured in healthcare for some of the staff. So doing some pretty, pretty big, important things Um, that obviously take a lot of thought, a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, a lot of coaching, a lot of development, not to mention I have a whole nother market (laughs) that still needs to maintain and also continue to improve. So looking at how I function typically, it's, I don't say it's good, but it's challenging. It's getting me out of my comfort zone because typically I get up, I run, I can push myself really hard in the morning and then I'm, I don't know, I'm more engaged. I feel like I'm motivated for the challenge, but not being able to do that has uh, created different challenges for me. And this is where I think it's, it's, it's a good space. And Inky Johnson said this a few years ago. He said, adversity shows who you really are. And when you think about adversity and the, the things I just talked through, hospital acquisition, new project, trying to change healthcare, um, just staffing needs in general. That's something that every company, it's your biggest expense, your employees' compensation. So when you're losing people in the time that they're not in roles, obviously that's cost. That's uh, that's costly as well. So just looking at those things and the stress levels of it, it's fun. <laughs> it's it shouldn't be fun, but it is it is an opportunity to comp- accomplish new goals, but also do it in a different way than you're accustomed to doing it. And the other thing that you got to look at when we're looking at adversity, um, as I just said, quote Nicky Johnson, it shows who you really are. You see other people, associates, leaders, executives, and they're under the same stress levels or pressure to perform. And typically, as you guys have heard me say before, stress is is caused by lack of planning. Personal opinion. I think when you're prepared, it's less stressful. Um, So some of these things are not planned as well. Um, So you're forced to work in that space of, uh, should I say, ambiguous situations, which is good or unclear situations. So that leads into when you're looking at the planning, you're looking at ambiguous situations, you're looking at um, aggressive goals, you're looking at high expectations. 
it's it's fun and it's also challenging because as you look at our generation, and when I say generation, I probably shouldn't say generation. I should probably say look at the the time that we're in because when you look at the time that we're in, everyone's looking for life hacks, the quick fix. Um, how can we be very efficient, low effort, high results? And when you're looking to master yourself or master a project or get great results, typically it's not a excuse me, it's not a quick fix. It's not something that you can put in little effort and maximize it. And you may get a little bit of success with some of these life hacks, quote unquote, or quick fixes, but it's not sustainable. So this is where you get to find out like who's really bought in and then also find out how disciplined you are and how disciplined you need to be to obtain the success that you desire. So as I talk through some of the, the personal challenges and struggles, as I always say in my podcast, I want, I want these to be uh, actionable. I try to give people actionable items that you, know, you can take these steps and you can be successful with or obtain some goals with. So for myself, one thing I said, and I got this from one of the books I'm reading, I'm trying to train myself to look at life like I'm on a 24-hour mission every day. With that 24-hour mission every day, spend more time at work, spend more time training, eating healthier, watching my diet, spending more time with the people closest to me. Because if you, you look at it, you get 24 hours in a day. Obviously, you've got to sleep. But do we maximize the time that we have in our day? And when I say do we maximize the time we have in our day, are we looking at, are we looking at the things that are most important to us? And that's something, literally when I got home last night, from Jacksonville, sitting on the couch, got my notebook out, and I was like, all right, I got to change some things. I got to get more aggressive. I got to be more planful. I got I to gotta do a better job. So for me, scheduling, like creating a schedule is the most effective way for me to ensure that I'm successful, or I shouldn't say I'm successful. Yeah, it's, it's the most successful way that I can ensure success or just maximize the results or max the uh, effort that I'm able to give. So like I said, I started creating these buckets on this piece of paper and I'm not done with it yet, but I basically wrote out seven buckets that matter to me and <laughs> started to create what falls into those buckets, how, many, how much time per day, how much time per week I'm going to spend on these. And this week is based on a six day week because I got to do a better job of one, honoring the day of Sabbath, two, resting literally that day of rest is it's important because it, it allows you to regain your focus it gives your body time gives your mind time to rest recharge re-energize so that you can be intentional about the results and also be engaged when you're trying to get these results throughout the week so again this is one of those actionable items i was talking about um i encourage you like map out what's important why it's important how much time you need for these activities or these actions on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and then also put goals around them. How much time are you going to do or what are you trying to, what are you trying to obtain during that time or what's the end goal for that week or what's the end goal for that month with that particular bucket of work or that particular, particular bucket of items. And then even your, your weekends, map those into your plan, like plan out some of the things you want to do on your weekend. I'm not saying you got to be so structured that you're not having any quote unquote fun, but some of us are having, I say us lightly, some of us are having too much fun, so much fun that you're not accomplishing your goals or moving in the right direction, but we won't talk on that today. Um, 
The other thing is, and this is the piece that I haven't done yet that I'm going to do today when I get off work or should I say tonight and tomorrow morning is not just map out the the seven buckets because those are mapped out and what needs to happen in those seven buckets or the actions that fall in those seven buckets. But what are the distractions? You know, what prevents you from what prevents you or limits your productivity? And when I say productivity, I'm talking work terms again. Um, What prevents you or limits the time that you can spend accomplishing your goals? And I think it's important to map those out because, again, if you can identify them, it's easy. I'd say it's easier to overcome them, but it's also easier to see when you're falling towards those. Example, social media. How much time are we spending on social media? I have my... uh, I have a clock set on mine. You can do it on Instagram. I haven't tried it on Facebook because I don't spend as much time on Facebook. Um, but I have a clock set on there or an alarm set that once I spend 30 minutes, I get an alert. So it's easy to see, okay, if you mapped out 30 minutes for social media, good, your time is up. Unless you're going to allow the social media to bleed into some other activity that you have planned. Or you're allowing social media as it bleeds into it, you're not fully engaged in whatever it was you had mapped out. So now you can't really assume or expect to get the result that you wanted because you're not even fully engaged due to social media. But that's just one. And I'm not saying maybe you map in social media time. Hey, I'm gonna spend five hours a day social media. Cool, that's you. But you've got to look at some of those items that are uh, distractions for you and see how do you limit those? Because those distractions aren't necessarily feeding towards your goals and you got to choose one or the other. So again, I say it's personal when we talk about the title of this, because I feel like I feel (laughs) when you're setting your goals or family goals, business goals, again, if you take it personal, I think you're going to be more engaged in it. And then as you set those buckets or you set those goals in the different categories that you want to use, one thing I would encourage you to do is look to see if everything you mapped out is all about you. Because if it's all about you, I think there's times when you're like, well, it's just impacting me. I don't have to do it today or I don't have to do it this week or whatever it may be. I would encourage you to have some items in there that are bigger than you. So when I say bigger than you, I'm talking about family, community, development of others, etc. Those those items that others will depend on you for. Um, again, whether that's mentoring consulting, um, (laughs) spending more time with your family, things like that. Because I think those, those are also, I'm speaking from personal experience for me, those are also energy gains. Um, I think spending more time with family and listening to them and seeing how you can help them. It re-energizes me. It gives you strength to continue to focus on whatever it is I want to accomplish. You can overcome some of those challenges because you're doing it for not just yourself, but for others. Um, another note that I took from the, uh, David Goggins book is, oh, when I say David Goggins book, it's David Goggins, you can't hurt me. As we talk about like the work ethic and being focused and disciplined and creating a schedule, we've all seen those individuals that are super talented. And when I say super talented, whether it's athletically or analytically, mathematically, whatever, the one thing about talent that I took from that book is talent's only useful when you have a work ethic to back it up. So many times the goals that we set, the, that, I don't know, the goals we set, the actions we want to take, the financial levels we want to meet, the family ties we want to make, um, it's not about your talent. 
It's really about your work ethic and your discipline and your, your ability to be persistent. Because again, we looked at and we talked about earlier the life hacks, the, the ease. We want everything to be efficient, low effort, high, uh, high reward. Most stuff that's sustainable, it doesn't work like that. You've got to consistently put in a lot of effort to get a decent amount of results for a long period of time. I think once you've mastered something, and to master something I think is, is tough. There's not a whole lot of things that you can master. You may be better than a lot of people, but to master something, it takes a lot of hours. And I'm not even sure the, what is it, the 2,000 or 10,000 hour rule is you mastering it. Because if you stop focusing on it, things are going to continue to evolve and you're not going to be the, the top of that space. So... I encourage you to continue to put in that time because I was saying I got distracted, but continue to put in that time because as you start to master things, then you start to be efficient with it. But you can't be efficient at the beginning where you're putting in little effort and you're getting these maximum results. And if you do, it's not going to be sustainable. But and maybe that's your quick fix. That's what you're trying to do. But again, be okay. Be be comfortable. Be excited about putting in hard work so you can get the results that you need. Because if you can consistently put in that hard work, you're going to start to get results. And as you get better at what you're doing, you're going to find ways to be more efficient. But you can't try to be, well, you can try, but don't try to escape hard work. Like I said before, avoidance, if you're avoiding hard work, if you're avoiding challenges, if you're avoiding the struggle... That is the opposite of progress. Avoidance, opposite of progress. Don't forget that. But I want you to also keep in mind as you're talking about work ethic and and all the, the items I talked through just now, I encourage you, take some time, sit down, create some goals for yourself, for your family, for your business, whatever it may be. Set those goals create a schedule, track your progress. Because one of the things we talk about in leadership often is if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. So look at your life the same way. Don't go to work and be so scheduled and calculated and great and then get out of work and be unplanful all over the place to where you can't maximize your personal or your personal life and your family life away from the work. So again, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And lastly, when we talk about work ethic and discipline and being able to keep going, um, keep this in mind. And this may not be what people want to hear, but I want you to keep this in mind because I think it gives you a different perspective on life and how you approach your goals. There are no finish lines. (laughs) Yep, no finish lines. Finish line, I guess you could say, is death. But stop looking for chances to stop. You know, just plan your rest, plan your breaks. Plan when you're going to stop, or not even stop, plan when you're going to take your pause or your break. So that way, you know, you can maximize your time, you can maximize your results. But again, don't forget to plan those 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 breaks or that rest, because then you start to get burnout and you don't have a chance to relax or re-engage or relax or refresh your mind. So I guess the question I'll leave you guys with today, and I have no idea how long this is, um, but the question I'll leave you guys with today is will you feed your distractions or will you feed your destiny? As always, be great. Think about it.